between my legs, between my legs, go. The squirrel was like running between the legs and then try and flip the squirrel. Somatic sexologist Morgan Penn is back with Hayley Sproul for a new season of Sex.Life. So more and more little pets started appearing and some horses for the pony play. Sex.Life, a new episode every Wednesday. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Wild Secrets. Live from the Export Beer Garden Studios, this is The Agenda for Tuesday, the 23rd of January, 2024. The Agenda, an alternative commentary collective podcast. Good morning, Lane's back in the studio this morning. Uh, Lane, how are you after your big weekend? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, like I had to, you know, take a moment yesterday. Yeah. Uh, That was quite an intense weekend. Cricket Friday, (laughs) Black Clash Saturday, Cricket Sunday. Uh, More so just the travel, actually. Yeah. There's the punishing... Drive through the Kaimais. God bless you. With a caravan on the back. Well, and one of the funny things about the caravan is, well, we made great time on the Sunday morning getting back. You looked in the rearview mirror at one point and you're like, is the window open in the caravan? Because yeah. there was a curtain going hell for leather. I think we all, four of us in the car, had forgotten that the caravan was even on the back. At one stage, I did, I was on the expressway doing 120, <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, I've got a caravan on the back. And <laughs> Just I, I pumped the brakes. Loaded up with shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, me and Heath went through all of the behind the scenes stuff from the Black Clash yesterday. The yeah. only thing that, the only question that I had left in my mind was that 3 a.m., we're at the after party, and the last I see of you is you're walking out of the foyer, yeah. holding hands with the hairy jav. How did that end up? Did you sleep in your own room? Did he sleep in his? I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> how could I forget about that? We just wanted to, you know, start some rumours. We just wanted to see how, how far the rumour mill would go. Tongues are wagging. We're, they were wagging. That's good. That's exactly what we thought was we walked off together hand in hand uh, back to our, our respective hotel rooms. But, mm. look, I, I woke up alone. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great to yeah. hear. A lot of people yeah. were very concerned about how that one may Con- or may concerned not Concerned or out. not? I mean, come on. Uh, it's two grown men who are fond of each other. Oh, no, it was more the jab lowering his standards, I think, is what they were. <laughs> oh, 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 come on. That's correct. Um, all right, let's rip straight into some actual sporting news. Uh, Brody Retallick has appeared on the What a Lad podcast. Yep. Um, finish this one before you go to that one. Uh, and uh, he was talking about when they knocked out Ireland from the World Cup, which was a hell of a game. I yeah. think everybody enjoyed what that one. Um, but a bit of, for a bit of um, context, you may remember that Peter O'Mahony had allegedly previously called All Blacks captain Sam Kane a shit version of Richie McCaw. I'd take that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd take that. At least you're a version of the, yes. the goat. I'd take it. Yeah. But I mean, like you're Sam Kane and you, you know, you're probably saying you're on par, but there you go. Yeah. And so then Retallick has come out on that podcast and said that he actually fired one back to O'Mahony. Yeah. And he said, right, right as the final hurdle went, he turned to Peter O'Mahony and goes, Oi, Peter, four more years, you fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's good. Uh, I don't know if it needed the fuckwit on the end of it. I think it did. Yeah. Because to, it, to it, it, it differentiated itself from the Gregan. Yes. Uh, because Gregan didn't chuck fuckwit on the end. And obviously, um, Pete Money is a bit of a fuckwit. Yes. Um, so I, I, I'm all for the... The fuckwit? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't wonder. Yeah. I just think it's that, <clears throat> that Gregan run, as much as it sucks because it was against us and yeah. he, was, he was a fuckwit, yeah. um, it was just so iconic and it was yeah. so perfectly timed. It was succinct, four more years, that's and, three words. And it was a choke as well, yeah. just like Ireland was a choke. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it just echoed around uh, for eternity in the rugby circles, he didn't it? He could, I suppose he could have said something. I mean, look, heat of the moment. That's what that's that's what it is. What it is. Yeah, but you don't script them. Like. Nah, I think it'd be great if you just if a more subtle one would be like, 
Hey, Peter, will you be around in four years? Yeah. Pretty sure you won't be. Bad luck, mate. Uh, or never mind. Whoever, like, an Irish flanker is, like, you're a pretty shit version of him. <laughs> no one knows. Yeah. Oh, they're that, all, bit, got, they're yeah, all a bit crap. That's so. what I mean. Like, a shit version of a shit player <laughs> um, would have been quite good. So, um, I don't mind that for Metallic. Uh, I love that our locks were getting into everyone. Nick Smith getting shushed by dog roll. Yeah. That whole thing. Um, sledging in rugby, I think, is a lot more common than people realise. But because there's no, like, stump mic or anything, it never gets picked up. Yeah. And the boys are so muted when they're in interviews. A little bit now gets picked up by the refs, Mike. Yeah. Particularly around the scrums. I think in the last couple of years uh, of the runny bum Dane Coles' career, yeah, yeah. he got picked up on the, on, uh, on the refs, Mike, quite a lot. Yeah, quite yeah. a bit. Uh, but it got me thinking, what were some of the best sledges of all time? Obviously, this is more... more <clears throat> happens more often in cricket because you're standing out next to each other for hours on yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Um, so some of the best ones, Merv Hughes to Javid, me and Dad, during a test between the two, uh, 91, me and Dad tried to sledge Merv Hughes. He said, Merv, you're a big fat bus conductor. Only a few balls later, Merv dismissed Javid, me and Dad, ran past him and shouted, tickets please! <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, yeah there's some goodies. There's some goodies. Merv Hughes. Uh, there is the Steve Water, Herschel Gibbs. <laughs> You know, uh, all things considered, uh, Herschel Gibbs probably needed to be left alone for a bit there. Uh, in the 99 World Cup, Australia needed to beat South Africa to keep their tournaments alive. Steve Waugh was on 56, leading Oz to victory, when he gifted Gibbs a simple catch. Gibbs went to celebrate the catch, but instead dropped it, leaving Waugh to retort, you just dropped the World Cup. He was right too. The Aussies went on to win the game and the tournament. Yeah. That reminds me of the, um, was it Mitchell Stark to Jeet Ravel? Yes, yeah. And he's like, if you get out here, you'll never play for your country again. And he did. And he never played. And he did, and he never played again. Uh, Merv Hughes to Robin Smith. Merv was bowling a few crackers uh, that Smith couldn't even get an edge to. Merv, if you turn the bat over, you'll get the instructions, mate. Yeah, it's similar. I think I've heard a, a Merv one as well when um, he said to a batsman, I mean, I think there's a bit of shit on the end of your bat. And the, and the <laughs> batsman looked at the end and he goes, no, 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 other end. I've heard that one on the yeah. golf club, uh, yeah. on the golf course. Yeah. That one's quite good. Um, Daryl Cullinane to Sh- uh, Shane Warne, who's well known as being a bit of a bunny to Warne's bowling too, yeah. and played each other. He said, I've been waiting two years for another chance at you. And then he ret- retorted to uh, Shane Warne, looks like he's been eating, <laughs> which is quite good. And Viv Richards to Greg uh, Thomas. This one I've heard attributed to so many different people, um, but apparently after Richards played and missed a few shots, Thomas said, it's red, it's round, now fucking hit it. Then Richards turned around and hit the next one out of the grounds, goes, you know what it looks like, now go and get it. I've heard yeah. that one attributed to so many yeah, different people. Yeah, I think that there's a few cliched ones in there that people would claim. I mean, the, I got, I mean, the, the biggest, dirtiest sledge I got was when I was a schoolboy and I, had, I was quite hirsute mm. and I came back from school holidays. We played senior cricket in Hamilton. I had a bit of a beard. I was only 17, just mm. a scraggly beard. Uh, batting at eight, came out um, playing men yep. uh, in senior club cricket. And um, a guy called me a hairy tail end rapist. Wow. Yeah, really straight at it. Aggressive. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, come on, look, I'm hairy. But uh, you've jumped to conclusions there. I mean, yeah. I had a purple patch over summer, admittedly, but <laughs> all, all of it was consensual. All above, okay? It was all above board. All above board, okay? Hairy, so, hairy sure, I won't yeah. argue against yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, get in touch on the old uh, voicemails, though, the best sledges that you've ever had, because there must have been some absolute crackers <laughs> and, like, you know, age-grade rugby. There's not so much sledges, but I... Uh, uh, have a cousin who got punched in the face at the bottom of a ruck and then at the next ruck he went to punch the guy back in the face he punched him and the guy just smiled and spat his mouth guard out <laughs> like, <laughs> I think terrifying. the sledging like, it doesn't need to be all, all clever I mean nah. uh, I, was, I talked to one international cricketer who made his debut um, and he was playing a team with McGrath and um, Warren and 
you know, like a rock star Australian team. Yeah. And he came out to bat. He opened the batting and he came out and they were like, they came out to him. I think it was Steve Waugh came up and was like, hey, mate, it's okay. Everyone gets out for a duck on their, on their debut. It's all good, mate. <laughs> so don't, no, don't, don't feel like you're under any pressure. Like there's stuff like that. There's yeah. just, just a bit of mental disintegration, a bit yeah. like the Mitchell Stark stuff. It doesn't have to be a clever, you're a piece of shit, you're fat, you know, it's because I gave your wife a cookie every time I banged it. Oh, I had a cookie. <laughs> right. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. Whatever, That's kind of that one line stuff. I think it's more about, don't oh, relax, man. Like everyone gets out for a duck on debut and yeah. you know, they go on to succeed. So don't, don't feel there's any pressure and you're like, God damn it. God, now that's in your head. Yeah. Um, there's so many stories about Kobe Bryant and the players' careers he destroyed by just, like, getting in their heads. Yeah. But they were all on his own team as well. Apparently one day he was injured, and uh, it was the day before the trade deadline, and he hadn't been to practice for months, and he shows up, and he's sitting in the corner of the locker room, and finally someone goes, oh, Kobe, what are you doing in here today? He goes, just wanted to see some of you sorry motherfuckers before you got traded tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of stuff would just... <laughs> I mean, I would retire yeah. after that. If I then got traded the next day, I'd be like, oh, this, this probably ain't for me. Uh, but yeah, get in touch, 3236, or send us a voicemail for some of the best sledges that you've ever heard, because we've all heard the, the same ones um, from you know, international cricket yeah, and yeah. international rugby, but I bet there's some age-grade gold out there. Uh, quick ad, and then we'll be back with some Bills Mafia. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, we were talking about them last week of uh, having to feed the pit. Yeah, fans jumping in the pit. Fans jumping in the pit to appease the NFL gods. Well, they must have jumped in the pit because they got knocked out yesterday by uh, Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, Taylor Swift's boyfriend's in that team as well. Yeah. Um, and Taylor Swift's boyfriend's brother, who does the podcast with him and used to play for the Eagles, but retired after they got knocked out. Uh, he had a Hall of Fame off-field performance. I don't know if you've seen the yeah, videos that have come have. out. So before the game even started, Jason Kelsey is just down uh, tailgating with Bills fans. I guess he was down there to tailgate with Chiefs fans, but the videos that I saw is him with um, Bills fans drinking out of what looked like a bowling ball. Uh, they obviously had all of their trestle tables set up that yep. they do. I think that tailgating's one thing that we need to bring to New Zealand. It'll get shut down. It would. Uh, it'll get <sighs> shut down because it involves cars... Uh, out of the back of vehicles and utes, usually in America, it's big, massive. Yeah, yeah. F one fifty, F two fifty utes, uh, and they've got barbecues on the back. It would just like, but wouldn't it be fun? It would be great. It would be great. But would he, there'd be all sorts of road closures and they'd just shut them. <laughs> I'll be like, it would, they'd, they'd suck the life out of it. They would, but like, um, the best place for it is Forsyth Bar Stadium because they have a car park out the back. Yeah. It's not very big, but it's just big enough to tailgate for. Yeah. And also, it's so cold there in winter. Everybody around there has a ute. Yes. Somebody's probably just stuck a pig that week that they could chuck on a spit. <laughs> you know, I think it would be perfect. You get the students in there. I mean, I can see why it would get shut down, but also, I don't know. Who cares? Have some fucking fun. Um, and can I ask, how many... Like, how many trestle tables do the Bills fans go through a week? Or do they reuse them? I would uh, answer your question with another question. Who do you think's made more money, the guy that's been making um, tongue and flags the last few years or the guy that makes trestle tables for the Bills Mafia? Oh, I'm going to go uh, yeah, tongue and flag. Yeah, I think yeah. that's tongue and flag yeah, guy yeah, too. Because um, I think he's branched down to Samoan flags now as well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so Jason Kelsey was down there at the tailgate. I didn't see him jump through a table, but I did see him shirtless in the stands later on. It's a very American thing. He was shirtless, but he was still wearing boots and jeans. You don't really see that anywhere else other than America. Yeah. Um, because it was absolutely freezing there, and it was when the Kansas City Chiefs and subsequently his brother won, and then he jumped out of the corporate box that he was in and was just in there partying with the fans. Yeah. He got a, um, he got a text from his mum, 
obviously the family were watching it all together at home and uh, the mum said, your daughter's asked for you to put a shirt on and she said she can see daddy's boobs on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So I think the latest is that the, obviously um, Travis is still playing, but I don't know. I think the latest is that they, obviously Jason's retired. Rumour is that Travis is going to maybe jack it in at the end of this year. Yeah. If he's still shacked up with Taylor Swift at the end of this year, he probably doesn't need the money. Yeah, but will she be keen when he's not in the limelight? Mm. Well, yeah. I dare say she's probably writing the album right now, isn't she? Didn't we agree not to talk about Oh, yeah. Sorry. I apologise. I mean, I look at saying it. After that performance from Jason Kels, I'd rather bang him than Taylor Swift. (laughs) I'd still rather bang him. It's just a bit more junk in the trunk. Yeah. Um, But we are hosting our own Super Bowl party. uh, Yes. We got your chance to run a full Jason Kelsey if you'd like to. Absolutely. There's no rules. You could probably do some Bills Mafia as well. Yeah. Even though they're not going to be in the uh, Super Bowl. But we've also got a return trip to LA to give away. Um, thanks to Grab a Seat. We've got heaps of drink specials with uh, exports and food specials. That, and it's at the sweat shop. And listen, yes, it is Auckland only, but you can make your way up here if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll look to make do some bigger parties around the country next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, get amongst it. Uh, books out real quick. Text NFL. To 3236, you'll get a booking link uh, and get onto it. Uh, just quickly, we've got another voicemail. We went through a few of them, mopped up a few from the weekend because, yep. God, we had so many commentaries. Um, but this one is uh, in reply to one of the podcasts that we did last week. We were talking about gruesome injuries yep. and the Elton – not Elton. I keep wanting to say Elton Janchies. No, James Lynch's yep. uh, injury. And we had this message come through. Call it yours, please. G'day, fellas. Ollie here. Just uh, listen to – Last week's conversation about gruesome injuries, and I can say that I was in the front row of the zoo when James Lynch's broke his leg, um, probably 30 odd metres away, and heard it loud and clear. Oh. Um, it was pretty grim. I almost threw up all the beers that I'd had that afternoon preloading, but um, yeah, not nice. Uh, how- Five stars. Five stars, yeah, thanks. Bless, bless, bless. Oh, bless, bless. I mean, you imagine that, it breaks in front of the zoo and then just like 5,000 people simultaneously all go and just like throw up everywhere. Because they know, because usually if you throw up at a sports ground, they'll throw you out. They're like, you're too wasted. Be like, that guy just broke his And then just like vom, just litres and litres of vom from just watching the guy snap his leg. Have you ever seen one of those injuries firsthand? The, nah, not live. The, I've seen one. Oh. And it was the, I think it was the last game of rugby I ever played. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I watched this guy. He got... um. He went into a tackle. The dude was about six foot six, and someone just grass cutted him, and it snapped. And I was the first person to the breakdown, and I just was like, "Oh, wait, 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 wait," because I could see it like uh, flopping, flopping in the breeze, uh. swaying in the breeze, sort of thing. <laughs> and so I just gave it the old. Oh, yeah, 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 and the first guy from their team who got there, he saw me, and he stopped. And then we're all sitting there. My mate rolls over, holding his leg, and he goes, "Bro, I fully just broke my leg, eh?" <laughs> I was like, shock, shock was still in, but yeah, the yeah, pain thing hadn't, yeah. hadn't hit. Because that's the thing, when you get a serious injury, initially you're like, I can't feel much. Mm. Obviously the adrenaline takes over and that's the reason why you have adrenaline is, you know, but then yeah. and then after about a minute or so, you're like, okay, I've, I've, yeah. just, I've almost amputated my leg. I used to work with a farmer who every time you hurt yourself, he'd be like, did it hurt straight away? And if you said, yeah, he's like, oh, don't worry about it then. It's <laughs> not serious injury. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> trust me, if it's serious, you wouldn't notice that it even, it had even happened. But the problem was that I ran over to the sideline and I was just like, fuck, old mate's just broken his leg. 
And everybody thought that I was just taking the piss because I have, yeah. a, have a bit of that about me. Yeah. Um, and so no one took me seriously for ages. I was like, fucking someone call an ambulance. It's kind of, he's got his leg flapping around. And they wouldn't call it for ages. And then no, they whatever, like, whatever, Manai, you're full of shit. Yeah, yeah, you just don't want to play. I was like, well, yeah, I don't. But also, <laughs> he's definitely fucked his leg up. And uh, yeah, that was when I took a good hard look at myself. I was just like, eh, I don't know if I need this. Um, so shout out to Jordan Takapua is the one. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. Uh, all right, just quickly mopping up a couple of the um, biggest stories of the day. In fact, one, and I know that this is something that's really piqued your interest. The story yes. actually came out over the uh, Christmas break, but it's just so high impact that it is echoing around at the moment. And that is that the list uh, of um, people from who had visited Jeffrey Epstein's island. Yes, Pest Island. Pest Island had been um, published, and it was basically a... It was the transcript of an interview with old Ghislaine Maxwell, <laughs> his, um, his right-hand woman. And basically it was just a transcript of her explaining all of the people who had come to the island and what their specific predilections were. And Stephen Hawking came up. and they were, I don't know how, if you're interviewing her, you can kind of keep a straight face. So you're like, oh, oh Stephen Hawking came, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, the, the reason this has piqued my interest is all of a sudden – some uh, my algorithm on my Instagram feed has now just been inundated with Stephen Hawking uh, Pest Island memes. Yeah, and some of them are sensational. Yeah, sensational and problematic. So if you don't know, the story apparently is that he would visit Epstein's island, and his thing was he liked to have midgets solve equations on a blackboard that was slightly too tall for him, for them, <laughs> and he would sit there and watch them, and that's what he. That's what really got his wheels spinning. <laughs> Excuse the metaphor, please. Yeah, I, ah, fuck, that's obscure. That like, is very obscure. I mean, like he he must have tried so many things before that to get to that. I've heard that he did because I read um, I read his book years ago, and um, I think he actually ended up breaking up with one of his wives, maybe his first wife, for that kind of thing. He was apparently a frequenter of the uh, strip clubs. That was his thing. So okay. Solving a complex maths equation on a whiteboard. Okay, so yeah. he starts with uh, a tall blonde. He's, he's there. He's like, nah, it's not doing it for me. No. Nah. Uh, goes to a brunette. No, no, it's not doing it for me. Um, goes to um, someone slightly bigger boned. No, nah, yeah. that's not doing it for nah. me. Uh, I know the maths equation is doing it for me. Yep. Uh, and I know the whiteboard and everything on it, it's doing it for me, but something's not getting me over the line. Um, can I get um, someone a bit shorter? <laughs> then I, yep. Not a little short bit, enough. A little bit shorter. Lift the board up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to hell. No, no. Absolutely. You can't defame the dead, but I mean, come on. That and is a, that's fucking weird. Also, yeah, well, it definitely is. Um, he spent a lot of time inside his own head. He designed that little all right, talking, talking thing, robot yeah. thing. And um, he, he, so he designed it, didn't obviously write plans down anywhere. And one day he got hit by a car and it broke the thing. And so he just couldn't speak again for like another couple of years until he could redesign it or explain to someone else how to make it again. Well, that's on him. So, well, yeah, it is to a degree. But like, I say that to say this, he had a, he had a hard enough run. Oh, you know? look, well, I mean, he, he probably had a, had, would have had few pleasures in life. Yeah. I mean, physical pleasures in life. Yeah. And if. He never had a hole in one. 
Correct. He never dunked a basketball. Yeah, and if little people solving a complex math equation with a whiteboard that's slightly out of reach and mm. G-bangers, mm-hmm. then all good for him. I have a couple more questions about this whole situation. Uh, did, were, the, were the midgets in question actually capable of solving the equation? Because that's a very specific mm. kind of person that you need to find. Or was it just the fact that they were acting it out? You know, like the plumber in a in a video yeah, might not actually be a plumber. Were they little people like Goodwill Hunting type brains? You yeah. Know? And when Goodwill, when Matt Damon solves that uh, equation when he's the cleaner at the university. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. yeah. I know what you mean. And subsequently, but hey, look, Jeffrey Epstein had a lot of money. He had a private plane. He, he could have just picked them up from anywhere. He's like very well it, resourced. But I mean, yeah, you're right. Where do you source? Where do you source that? It's a very specific set of skills. And I guess that's why he was the best in the business, because yeah. where else is Stephen Hawking going to be able to find that very specific yeah. um, sort of convergence of... of uh... Anyway, if you search it on your Instagram or your, on the internet, your algorithm will immediately change. Yep. It will be served with some um, inappropriate yet quite funny memes. Yeah, there's, my favourite is the girl on the wheelchair underneath the water <laughs> like it's like walking on his way to Epstein's Island just gassing it through the water. Um, it's brilliant. Alright, let's knock this thing on the head before our careers are over. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow for a Wednesday edition of The Agenda. You've been listening to the ACC's Agenda Podcast. For more episodes, subscribe on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. On this week's episode of Between Two Beers, we hear Megan Compain's remarkable journey from Basketball Hall of Famer to All Blacks commercial manager and all the best stories in between. And and Michael Jordan was basically walking down the hallway getting held up by two of his, you know, people and he was done. And that was the game where he hit the winning buzz of shot and took it back to game six where I think they won in, in Chicago. So we sort of crossed in the in the hallway. And it was just sort of one of those, whoa. Like if I was on, you know, back at, if it was now, you'd be snapping away like yeah. social media. Between Two Beers. Listen on iHeartRadio or anywhere you get your podcasts.